Hey guys, it's Walter with Junior High uh, Ministry, and I just wanted to say hello. It's been a while since I've talked to any of you. Um, uh, I know that we're in a unique situation with this home quarantine, so with unique situations, become uh, we, we get unique solutions. So with that, we're going to start recording some short messages for you guys, uh, and we're going to try to have these available to you once a week. We're going to try different platforms. I know we're going to try Spotify, uh, possibly on the Facebook uh, Renew page as well, and Instagram. So if these are things that you think that you'd be able to utilize, your mom and dad would allow that. Mom and dads, we'd like to see if that'd be possible. If you have questions, just reach out to us and let us know, and uh, we can answer any questions you might have. Dear Lord, thank you for this time that we get to worship you, and I'm glad that we can come together wherever we are listening to this, and that just uh, let us put all our worries and fears aside and just uh, worship you right now. The Lord's name I pray. Amen.
So today, I just wanted to uh, go ahead and take a brief moment and open in a word of prayer. And I just wanted to just share something out of Ephesians 1 with you guys. We're going to be in Ephesians chapter 1, verses 1 through 14. And I just want to walk through these uh, these scriptures and just, uh, we'll see what they say. And maybe that's something that we can see that's applicable to us, not just during these times of a uh, pandemic, but also every day of our lives. So let's go ahead and pray. Father, we thank you for today. Lord, just thank you for this time that, Lord, that we can sit around your word and learn once again as junior hires. And Lord, I pray for you to be glorified. I pray for help in all that is said and done right now, Lord. I pray for any of the junior hires out there that have experienced a bit of fear and anxiety through this time, Lord, that you would comfort them, Lord. Uh, may they be in your word of truth daily. May they apply it daily in their lives, Lord. May they be wise um, for junior hires. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. I mean, that's a good prayer. I want to, to express wisdom is uh, the key in all this because that's the that application of knowledge that we gain. And uh, when we read God's Word, we're walking in His knowledge, His truth. Um. You know, in John 17, 17, Jesus said, sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. So that sanctification comes by his word. So let's go ahead and let's get sanctified right now in Ephesians chapter 1. So what I'd like to do, since I can't call on anyone to read Ephesians 1 during this recording, maybe someday we'll adjust that to where we could have one or two of you read through a section of scriptures and we can add that on the recording. Uh, but let's go ahead and look at Ephesians chapter 1. Let's start in verse 1. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, to the saints who are in Ephesus and the faithful in Christ Jesus, grace to you and peace from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Verse 5, having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace by which he made us accepted in the beloved. In him we have redemption through his blood, 
the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace, which he made to abound toward us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of times he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are in earth in him. Verse 11, In him we also have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will, that we who first trusted in Christ should be to the praise of his glory. In him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, who was the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory. Let's stop there at verse 14, and let's go ahead and head back towards the beginning of the chapter to verse 1. In verse 1, we see that Paul uh, is the author of this epistle. Um, he, he says that he's an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God to the saints who are in Ephesus and the faithful in Christ Jesus. These are terms that we don't really pin upon ourselves, but the Bible is clear that we are saints, those that have received Christ as their Lord and Savior, um, because we're born again spiritually, and we're made alive, and we have the Holy Spirit living in us, which we've, we will read down later in, in, in the end of uh, these verses, that the, the Holy Spirit is our guarantee. It's, it's kind of like a deposit that's being placed down uh, on us, because we are His possession, um, which is good. Because the ulterior to the uh, the latter of that, you know, the the opposite of that is uh, being an enemy of God, and we know that the Word talks about what happens to His enemies towards you know the end of Revelation. We read that when we walked through Revelation. So getting back to verse two, something Paul continuously says in his epistles, he says, "Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ." Is that something you say to your family? Hey, grace, grace to you and peace from God. Um, I know I don't do that, and I probably should exercise that more, actually. Um, why, wouldn't, why wouldn't we want that for those that we love, that grace and peace from God? Um, so maybe that's something we can consider. That's why we're all quarantined, is to start to uh, have those, those terms lived out as we say them to those around us. Um, be the example of grace that grace that God has given to us freely, and that peace from God, that, uh, that shalom peace, that, uh, that peace that passes all understanding, especially in these times we're living in. Man, I'd just like to turn and call on one of you right now to continue to read the next verse, but I'll go ahead and read it for us. Let's look at verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ was blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. What has God done here? Well, let's look at that. He's blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. In ourselves? No. In our parents? No. It says, in Christ. And that's key that we focus in on what Paul's saying here. Um, in Christ is key in much of the Bible because... That's how God sees us in Christ. That's how we're a part of his family, how we're adopted into his family, because we're in Christ. Um, look at verse 4. 
Let me check my notes here. Oh, I like this verse. Just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. I tell you what, there's nothing more awesome than a junior hire that's holy and without blame. Any of you like that? I know that when I was in junior high, that would not be the description of how I was. Maybe, maybe you are, you know, set apart. Maybe you are without blame uh, for the most part. And that's good. That's a good thing. Uh, but it's cool that getting back to that first part of verse 4 where he says, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that's before time began. We live inside of time, and God, of course, is omnipotent. He's omniscient. He doesn't have the constraints of time. So that's how uh, he can be able to uh, do what he does. Like it says that he chose us in him. You know, I don't quite understand that 100%, but what it does give me is a peace, knowing that that happened before I was around, before time began. Because he's God and he has uh, the knowledge and wisdom to, to put that in his word and for us to look at that and go, okay, he's God. He chose us before the foundation of the world. And uh, that we're to be holy and without blame before him in love. And the only way that we can be holy and without blame before him in love is how? What do you think that means? Well, I want to tell you, the only way that we can be blameless before God is by the shed blood of Christ and what he did on the cross. That sacrificial uh, sacrifice that he made for us, the love that he displayed. Uh, Jesus said no greater love has uh, anyone than to lay down his life for a friend, and that's what Jesus did for us. So let's move on. Uh, continuing on that last part, it says in uh, verse 4, without blame before him in love, having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. Um, again, getting back to that uh, thought of before time began, this is something that only God could do. Uh, if we understood it and we could do it, we would do it, but we don't. And uh, one day we'll know that what this exactly all means. But, you know, I like how it, it's, uh, it's, it's like past tense, having predestined us to adoptions as son by, sons by Jesus Christ to himself. And this is key. This last part here also um, in verse 5, according to the good pleasure of his will. Um, and that's something that we overlook. You know, we are created to worship, and that's what we are to do. And we weren't able to worship God uh, in spirit and truth because of our separation, not being born spiritually. Then Christ came, and that changed. He made a way. Um, Christ is the way maker. Uh, these situations that we're living in, these conditions now, this quarantine time, um, the news that you might hear that it's on TV about what's happening in different nations can be a bit overbearing, but we don't lose sight with our eternal perspective in these situations. Um, just like when Paul was in the prison in the book of Acts, and they were beaten and whipped and down the bottom of the, whole, the, the jail, the prison, the, the lowest of the low parts, uh, where everything kind of seeps in, and they were praising the Lord in the middle of the night even in that situation. Is that something that you've been able to do? I know that I have found moments where I can praise God 
uh, in this situation, not only just because of what he's blessed us with, my family, but because of his word of truth and the peace that I can get from the word of truth and through the Holy Spirit. So we can't lose sight of that according to his good, uh, good pleasure of his will. Look at verse 6. Verse 6, it says, "...to the praise of the glory of his grace, by which he made us accepted in the beloved." You know, there's no greater thing than to have that uh, acceptance. You know, you want to be picked when you play a sport. There was times where I wouldn't get picked, and that was really discouraging and frustrating. And I practiced and got better. Of course, I would start to get picked. And what would happen is it wouldn't be an issue anymore for me. But this is something so much greater. This is something so much bigger. Um, It says, uh, by which he made us accepted in the beloved. Um, And it's only because of his grace. God's grace that we have that uh, opportunity when we receive Christ as our Lord and Savior to, to be accepted in the beloved. Because the Bible made it clear and has made it clear that uh, if, if you're not born again, you're an enemy with God. You're against God. And that's why we saw when we read in Revelation, the great white throne judgment, that there wasn't like a second chance at that judgment. It, that you go and you're going to judge, and then you're cast in the lake of fire. So it's important to know that um, it's his grace by which he made us accepted in the beloved. Verse 7, in him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. There's that word again, in and in him. In him we have redemption. We've been redeemed through his blood. That means that he's gone out. And he's done the labor, he's done the work necessary for this redemption. There's nothing that we could do in or of ourselves to save us, to, to bring us back into fellowship with God. That's why Jesus came. That's why the Bible points to Jesus from Genesis to Revelation. Uh, it's very clear that, you know, that that is the way. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father but through me. So, in verse 7, he says, In him we have redemption through his blood for the forgiveness of what? Sins. According to the riches of what? His grace. So when we focus on that, when we focus on what he's done for us, then these times that we're living in, yeah, it's gloomy. Yeah, it's something that we're not used to, but that doesn't change who God is. That doesn't change who God, uh, you know, what he's done for us. That's still uh, amazing what he's done. That song, Amazing Grace, that's what he's done for us. It's his grace. Let's move on to verse 8. Let me me continue from the end of 7. According to the riches of his grace, which he made to abound toward us in all wisdom and prudence. In verse 9, having made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in himself. These, These are the things that help us to gain a greater understanding in times of difficulties. When we know these truths, that that God is in control, God has purposed these things, God has planned these things, um, they're going to come to pass. So when we take our eyes off of that, yeah, it gets scary out there. 
Um, believe me, I'd rather be doing Frontline Fridays with you guys or even just doing some uh, remote sessions where we can just chat and catch up. I'd much rather be doing that than have, you know, flip the news on and hear about more and more of people getting this virus and more and more people uh, struggling with the virus. So it helps to focus on what he's done for us. Um, let's see, according to his good pleasure, there's that phrase again, according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in himself. Um, and look at verse 10, that in, this, the, in the dispensation of the fullness of times, he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, in him. Uh, let's look at verse 11. Let me flip my notes page here and see if there's something that I jotted down for you guys. Um, uh, the thing, just real quick, I want to break off and just talk real quick about these, these little furry rodents that we have here. You remember our sugar gliders? They're doing fine. Um, they're getting more friendlier. I think we're going to be at a point where we can start to carry them around in pouches during the day so they can sleep on you. And I, I don't know what good that does, but my wife seems to think it's it's going to be pretty cool. Um, and the guineas, the guineas are fat and, and chunky and sprawling in their habitat up in the room upstairs. They're doing really good. Um, and they squeak. Every time one of my floor, you know, you're walking upstairs and your floor kind of creaks, they start weaking like crazy, like they're going to get some type of food. It's kind of sad because they're not hungry. They got hay constantly. Anyway, let's get back to the word here. Uh, there's that term at the end of verse 10, in him. Then in verse 11, it says what? In him also we have attained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the count, who works all things according to the counsel of what? His will. Um, we're, we've talked about an inheritance and what that is. Um, it doesn't say that we're going to attain. It doesn't say that maybe we're going to attain. But for the Christian, it says in him we also have attained an inheritance. We're, we're the adopted sons of the Most High God. Um, positionally, we're in, we're in we're in we're in relation with God because of what Christ did, and that's reassuring. That's really uh, beneficial. Uh, well, Mr. Walter, even you know, in these times, uh, it doesn't seem like that that it's beneficial. You know, it doesn't. I, I started to watch a video earlier, and this this young lady got a car for her birthday, but it wasn't like the BMW that she wanted. It's a high school kid. And she started berating her parents about being cheap and getting her a Honda, which I would have loved to have when I was in high school. Um, I did have a nice car. It was an old old school car my dad uh, let me use. But anyway, getting back to the the, the inheritance and, and uh, that, uh, it's similar. It's, she, she, she stomped out of the house saying she's going to her friend's. Uh, through the keys, and then she's walking through the park, and she sees this uh, this uh, father and daughter, and he's given her her birthday card, you know, and he says he saved up, and it's pretty, there's no cake, they're just kind of sitting there, he gives her like a little muffin or a cupcake, and she's kind of hiding behind the tree, this, this girl that pitched a fit, and she's looking over, and she's listening to this conversation, and she, she, uh, she's listening to what the father's saying, and he says, I got you this gift, she's like, well, you know, we need the money for food. And he's lying. He goes, I know, but I, I'm tired of you uh, having to do what you do to go to school, that method. So she opens it up. It's, a, it's just a bus pass. But to her, it was like he gave her like a car. To her, it was, you know, perspective-wise, it was like 
an incredible gift, a sacrificial gift. And it was causing this this spoiled girl to kind of reflect on that. So that's something that I challenge you to do too, is that we shouldn't be spoiled with what he's given us. Let's not lose sight positionally of who we are in Christ. Um, we're the adopted sons of God, and uh, we're called to be holy and to obey. Uh, but we're also to be thankful. Um, I know that I talked about this in my session at winter camp, you know, that being thankful. So guys, don't lose sight of that, uh, being thankful, whatever situation that we're in. Um, continuing on, let's see. It says here in the middle of verse 11, uh, according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will. In verse 12, that we who first trusted in Christ should be to the praise of his glory. And then that phrase again, verse 13, in him you also trusted. Are you trusting in him during these times? What are you trusting in these days? Don't get caught up in the the, the the rhetoric, the media, uh, friends that are saying things that are unfounded. You guys know the end from the beginning. Don't lose sight of that, that eternal perspective. Always have that before you. You know, always uh, go back to that or, or, or navigate your walk with that, I should say. Um, and then uh, verse 13, him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also... Having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. And that's what we can also be thankful for is that we have this deposit, this guarantee from God. This is something from God. It's not like man can take it away. This is, this is the seal. We talked about seals in the book of Revelation, what they represent. Um, the seals aren't broken. Seals are made, and that's that. Um, it, it says you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. And that, that's, that's truth right there, because we were promised that. Jesus talked about the Comforter coming. He talked about um, being taught by the Holy Spirit. He's going to be our, our teacher. And, and so much more these days that we're living in that we really need to just maybe set aside some time and just uh, be still before God and, and pray. Don't, don't pray for anything, but just pray to thank Him for His work. Pray, pray to thank Him for... Um, the air that you're breathing right now, uh, food, whatever it may be, just take some moments and thank God for what he's done for you. Um, let's finish out here in verse 14. It says, Who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory? I bet you didn't realize that you were uh, redeemed and you're a purchased possession to God. He, he numbers the hairs on our heads. He knows our thoughts. He knows our ways before we, we step, you know, out the door in the daytime to head off, whether it's to your front yard because you're quarantined or if we get back to more normal times, to head off to the youth room so we can fellowship and, and learn about God. Um, don't lose sight of these things in this first chapter of Ephesians. Um, if you haven't been abiding uh, closer in these times— Stop and pray and just ask the Lord, Lord, what can I do to change that? You know, what, what needs to be uh, done in my schedule to change that? So let's not be uh, unthankful. Let's remember what he's done for us. 
I just want to thank you guys for this opportunity to share a little bit out of Ephesians. Of course, there's greater truth. Uh, we could walk back through there and just break it really down, but it, I didn't want to hear you guys snoring. Um, I, I love you guys. I just pray that you're doing well. Uh, if you have questions, um, get uh, a message to us either via email or on our Facebook page, or uh, even call the church and leave a message. We'll get the message. And uh, when you have questions, we'll answer those questions as well. We look forward to moving forward in this new time where we'll be doing more things on social media with you guys. And I hope that you're doing well. So I'm going to close in prayer and we'll move on from there and look for another message here, possibly next week. Um, enjoy this Sunday. Or, well, by the time you guys get this, it'll be too late. But uh, it's Palm Sunday. It's Passion Week. Remember that. Don't lose sight of the eternal. We're, we're in the throes of, uh, you know, Christ entering uh, entering into Jerusalem, as it was foretold in the book of Daniel chapter 9. Um, that's a great book to read during this time. And then, you know, when the command for the wall to be rebuilt was given to the day that he, he came into Jerusalem on that donkey, that was foretold, that was prophesied, and that happened. And we have the dates and the occurrences to, to see that, man, that really happened. God says what he says, and he means what he says. So when he says that uh, it's to his glory and that he's redeemed you and he's, you're his purchased possession, you can take that to the bank. You can believe that. You should guys should just lean on that. So I'm going to close in prayer. Father, we just thank you for this time. I just pray, Lord, for uh, the junior hires. I pray for their families, Lord, that... Uh, you would help them to be comforted. Uh, Father, that all their needs would be met, Lord. And if any needs aren't being met, that that would be communicated with the brethren, Father, that we could come alongside and assist in any way that we can. So, Lord, I lift them up to you now, and I just pray you bless them. Give them a great peace, uh, more understanding, uh, and just great, great wisdom in the times that we live in. Lord, and Father, your joy. Help them to be joyful. Help us all to be joyful. I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks, guys. Um, I look forward to hearing from you guys. I hope you have a, a great uh, afternoon, day, or morning whenever you're hearing this. And take care. See you later, little nasties. of the darkest deep oh but there is not a place I could escape you your heart 
Won't stop coming after me Your heart won't stop coming after me Your heart won't stop coming after Coming after me There is not an angel of the stars There is not a devil in the dark Oh, nothing that could change the way you are The love you have for me I could lay my head in Sheol I could make my bed at the bottom of the darkness deep Oh, but there was not a place I could escape you Your heart won't stop coming after me your heart won't stop coming after me well, Your heart won't stop coming after, coming after me And I could lay my head in Sheol Lord, thank you for all that you've given us, even through these times of trial and just craziness that's going around, Lord, that I pray that we can use this time that we're at home to just seek you and be able to find you and dive into our Bibles and read your word, Lord, and grow closer to you, Lord, and that our hearts won't stop chasing after you, Lord. So I thank you, Lord, for this time of worship and just a 
pray that our hearts are in the right place to live for you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.